This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am sure most passengers were relieved when authorities here and in the United States finally got on board with grounding the Boeing 737 MAX 8 and MAX 9, the plane involved in last weekend's horrific crash in Ethiopia. And I bet the initial reaction, though, is starting to pass as people start to be inconvenienced by cancelled and delayed flights, not to mention the likelihood of higher prices. Making matters worse, it's March break, one of the busiest travel times of the year, The airlines are scrambling to rebook people now, and going forward, the question is, how long will this disruption last? Now, I want to hear from you if you are affected by this. Also, your thoughts on this. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, we are going to Mary Jane Hebert, who is the chair of the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Hi, Mary Jane. Hello. So how is it going? What are your members going through right now? So at this point of the, of the process, uh, we're still learning a lot of what's going on. We, we've heard from the airlines as far as WestJet and uh, Air Canada, within Canada, as to rebooking policies, refund policies. Um, but we have not had too many... Uh, communications about who's cancelled, what's cancelled, what's rebooked, et cetera, et cetera. I think that they're still coming to terms and dealing with all of that because it's quite a problem for them. So just normally, if I had to be rebooked and I was using a travel agent, I would have the travel agent do it. But it is at this point, are the airlines doing it as opposed to the travel agents? No, you can. if you've booked with a travel agent, you can certainly uh, make those changes with your travel agent. That would probably be preferred. But if you're dealt online, you can do it online or call Air Canada. But I know that uh, trying to get through Air Canada is nearly impossible. Well, it's nearly impossible at the best of times. So yeah. I would not attempt it <laughs> no. right now. Uh, the numbers, I mean, the percentage of the fleet is pretty small. True. Uh, so WestJet said that it would affect about 1,400 customers daily. Air Canada said between 9,000 and 12,000. But it is March break. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I th- uh, definitely there's going to be people impacted with their March break holiday. Um, I, w- I would think, however, that a lot or the majority of those people who are booked to travel during the March break are on a charter aircraft perhaps with Signature, Sunwing, Transat, uh, who do not um, operate that plane to these destinations, let's say going south to Mexico or Dominican or those kinds of places. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that is the case and that the majority of those spring break- breakers will still be able to, to travel as they have been um, you know, inclined to do. Uh, what will happen, I, I think that the most unfortunate thing is for the people that are impacted today, tomorrow, and in the next week, because that's the uncertainty. 
Uh, okay, and those are people, well, today and tomorrow is before the end of March break, and over the next week, well, there are sta- staggered March breaks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think people to a certain extent understand that, uh, you know, everybody's in chaos because of this. Right, I agree. Uh, I'd like to bring in a caller who was traveling yesterday. It is Penny. She is on the line from Nanaimo. She is also the sister of our own Neil Headley. Hi, Penny. Good morning. It's still morning here. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, it's just barely afternoon here. Uh, yes. Thanks so much. Uh, nice to meet you. And thanks so much for talking to us. So what was your experience yesterday? Well, our situation was different in that we were traveling domestically. We were flying from Sudbury to Toronto on to Vancouver and then Nanaimo. So we were not directly impacted other than the air, the airports were chaotic. There were lineups everywhere at customer service. And then when we went into the premier lounges in both Toronto and Vancouver, we ran into people that had been significantly delayed. But they were all glad to be delayed. They did not want to get on the 737, which I kind of found surprising. I thought they might say, oh, who cares? There's not going to be another crash this soon. But they were quite happy to be delayed and waiting and be safe. That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, now, uh, Mary Jane, you can uh, chime in on this. I'm hearing that if you're booked domestically, especially to destinations where there are a lot of flights, you're less likely to be inconvenienced. Is that right, Mary Jane? That would be the case. Yes. And that would be true. Penny, so you had, you had two, you had two changes to connecting flights? Yes, I did. And did they go on time? For us, they did, yes. We were, as I say, we were very fortunate there. Um, but there were people who were backed up, people that were traveling from Hong Kong to um, mm-hmm. Calgary. Specifically, we got into a conversation with them. They were Canadians traveling home, and they were thankful that they had uh, grounded the flights. The only thing I heard repeatedly that I'd like to mention now is not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. That seemed to bother people more than anything, because they'd been traveling. They were maybe not um, aware of what had been going on with this particular airplane and they just seemed they just wanted to know what was happening that was what we heard more than anything you know it's it's interesting mary jane that i find when i travel and there are delays and air canada i think is particularly notorious for this and i don't understand why they just can't update people and and tell them where they're at but it it usually doesn't happen or i'm in airports where the the pa system doesn't work very well and you you yeah. can't hear anything on it yeah and i think that's the frustrating thing at the airport for sure uh but people can sign up for notifications um, and and they should do that either with the airline direct or there are apps that you can um, look, download that would would update information uh, like every minute uh, as it comes through so there is an opportunity for people to be a little bit savvy and download some of these apps so that they're aware in advance of uh, of what is really happening okay uh, Penny anything you want to leave us with I just would like to make a comment at this point. We had more trouble going out. We had more trouble. We um, got to Vancouver. There was a five-hour delay, and then after five hours, our flight was cancelled. So there was a lot of scrambling 
And then when we got to Sudbury, we had a two-hour drive ahead of us. They couldn't tell us where our luggage was, whether to wait. So we had more problems going out than we did coming back, ironically. That frustrated us because we needed to get on the road to this to a funeral that we were attending. And I said, can you not scan? Do you not have a system that you can at least tell us if our luggage is on a plane? And they said, no, that they couldn't do that. And I couldn't believe that in this day and age. Well, that's so interesting. we just had to wait. And they did deliver it. It was a two-hour drive, and we got our luggage in time for the services. But I just kind of scratched my head, and in this day and age, was surprised that they had no way of tracking luggage. Okay. Um, that would be Penny, it for me. Penny, thanks for that. You're very welcome. Glad to participate. Thank you. And Mary Jane Hebert, uh, one of the things that I want to touch on is what is the situation going forward? Because we know that Air Canada has said that if you want to cancel or a flight that had been scheduled on one of these planes or, or they do, there's not going to be any kind of fee. But there's also no guarantee that you won't have to rebook at a higher price. And I would think that if there are fewer planes available, that is more than likely. I mean, airline pricing and the algorithms, I mean, something that I find particularly uh, opaque and annoying. You know, that is normally that is true. However, um, Air Canada has waived the um, additional collection as long as you are booking in the same cabin uh, as the original ticket. So what do you mean? They've said they won't, if, They're, if, if you paid, I don't know, the Rouge fare for, for, uh, for a flight, it, say it was $600, it's, it's not, you, you can rebook for 600 bucks? You, if it comes in at $900 now, you can rebook at the $900 and they're not going to charge you the fare difference as long as it's in the economy cabin. Hmm. Uh, and, and how does that all, happen online? Does it all happen online? Uh, there, is a, there is a waiver code that you would um, put into the booking and that then would take off the, the, uh, the additional collection. And where does the, where do you find the waiver code? Uh, well, if you go to the Air Canada website, there should be a page there that talks about rebooking and, and the challenges that they're facing today. I happen to receive an Air Canada flash whenever they send out one, so I've got it right here on my computer, and it tells me everything that I need to know uh, as far as the suspension and, and what to do, what the policies are, uh, how far in advance I can book or change. Um, so so they, I think they're, they're doing as best as they can right for the moment. I think what concerns me more is how long will this you know how long how long until we find some resolution because people can book 365 days in advance and an airline is already assigned to a certain routing or an aircraft rather is assigned to a certain routing so the longer that this problem goes on the, the more problem there is going down the road. Exactly. I mean, I've seen some speculation that it, that it's going to go on for months, but you have no idea now. You're right. And so I'm I'm hopeful that the airlines are, um, you know, making changes to all of their routing as far as their the aircraft that's being assigned, and I'm sure that they're doing that. The other challenge that they will be facing is that not all airline employees or so attendants and pilots are trained on every aircraft. So that is going to be an additional problem they're going to have to face as far as scheduling. And 
Uh, I'm going to ask a, a personal uh, question here. So I'm planning to fly in about a month. I hadn't booked it yet. Do you recommend that I get on and try to book it right away, or should I wait a bit? I would have no problems booking right away. Okay, booking the sooner the better. Usually, when it comes to booking, it is for sure as far as cost. Uh, but I, I would think that uh, they're, you know, they're doing everything in the, it, that they can possibly to have new aircraft assigned for the next few months. That that probably has been done already. I think what is more concerning is if this lasts six months, what what then? But I would have no problems booking uh, right now. And going forward, I mean. 5,000 of these planes are on order. Mm. Uh, are we just going to forget about it? Presumably they will find some kind of a, a patch. They're already working on a software patch. Well, uh, you know, I can't imagine that they're not going to find a, a positive resolution to this situation. I mean, there's a lot at stake for Boeing and for the, for the airline industry as a whole. So I'm, I'm quite hopeful that very shortly we'll, they'll have some resolution and, and hopefully this problem does not escalate and does not, you know, advance further in months. You, you deal with travel agents and travel agents deal with customers, but there's also a, a psychological aspect to this because, you know, they can say we've got a patch, everything is fine, but will people really believe that or will people be wary about getting on these planes? I think there's always going to be some uncertainty where flying is concerned. Some people are, are more, you know, scared than others, per se. But I, I think that, you know, there's always testing involved. Uh, so I, I'm hopeful that once they do find a solution, that they're, they're going to do some significant testing before they're, they're allowed to, uh, to, to, uh, to release the suspension and have these planes flying again. Okay, anything you would like to leave us with, Mary Jane? No, I, I, I just would like to say that I, I hope people can be patient and I hope that people understand the situation. I think they do, and, and we're very hopeful for a positive resolution in the short term. Okay, and uh, check all those things on the website, people. Yeah. Mary Jane Hebert, Chair of the ACTA, National Board of Directors, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.